everyone, welcome to Stories Less Shapers. My name is Joanna Daniel. If it's a little bit windy and I'm out of breath, I am at the top of one of the hills in the Brecon Beacons in gorgeous Wales. I've been wanting to climb this hill for a long time on one of these and we've decided to do it this afternoon. And I decided to tell the story from here. It's an amazing view. The sun is setting but it's, and there's a slight wind, but it's beautiful for miles around it's hills and rolling hills and i wish you could see it it's amazing the cars look like tiny little things like toys on the road below and my lungs and heart feel happy uh, i don't know how my legs will feel tonight but for now i'm happy but thank you for joining me as i told the stories this past week about stories that shape my view of love and i asked you about stories that shape your view of love and what love means and what are the, the blueprints that we, we got that demonstrated what was love for us and the love that we were able to carry out, the love that we were able to give and the ones that we were, we were able to receive as a result of the blueprint that we have. I know that I've spoken to many people over this week as we talk about those blueprints that are not always positive, they're not always negative. Sometimes they're in between, sometimes there's, there's nothing. Sometimes we have nothing to go on when we're looking for love on, and how to love and what it means. We don't have an anchor. We don't have a guide. We don't have anything because what was demonstrated in our home was nothing. Lots of people didn't see their parents hug each other or, or kiss each other or hold hands or gaze into each other's eyes or uh, speak softly to each other. There are many people who grew up in homes where their parents didn't speak to each other Many parents spoke through their children. Tell your mother, say, or tell your father that. And sometimes there were parents who didn't speak to the children. And there was a lot of stuff going on in many different homes that demonstrated what love was or should be or shouldn't be. And so as you are an adult and you're trying to navigate that space and trying to be emotionally available to people and to and to allow people to go into relationships with people that are emotionally available to you, there's a great gap because sometimes you might go into a relationship believing that this person is capable of giving love. And many people stay in these spaces for years and years and years hoping that one day something will change, but that day never comes because they don't know how to. I remember meeting this couple many years ago and they were very happily in love. It, it was very clear and she was the blushing bride and, and he was, you know, the sturdy young man. And I remember we sat around the table and talked to them and with, with great delight, he was really funny and he gave us lots of jokes. But I remember him saying, I told her that I loved her when we got married and if anything changed, I'll let her know. That means I'll never tell her I love her again because I did when we were getting married and if I stop loving her, I'll tell her. As long as I don't stop loving her, she must assume that I love her. And I remember we were in our 20s, early 20s, and we laughed because we thought that was very funny. And I see them years later, and I see the strain of the lack of that conversation, of perhaps him never saying it again after maybe seeing them after 10 years again, 15 years, when their son's big and, and their children are grown. But it looks like the strain that is shown makes me wonder if I love you was ever said again since it was said at the altar. 
Um, and, and I wondered where he got that from. I wonder what story shaped that for him, where he was able to say to the woman that was the blushing bride, I told her that I love her when we got married. And if anything changes, I'll let her know. I've heard many people from perhaps his parents' generation say things like that. I've heard many men say that. And I've heard younger men from his generation repeating that, saying that to the woman that is on their arm, who loves them and, and is gazing at them admiringly that I love her and I've told her that and if anything changes, I'll let her know. And I wonder about the kind of woman that we are, that that's acceptable because sometimes when we don't know anything different, that's acceptable. But sometimes for some of us, words of affirmation means a lot. And so we want the man who love us and we love to tell us regularly that they love us. Not only go out and work hard for us and provide a nice house and a nice car and food and clothing, but we want them to tell us that they love us and we want them to hold us and we want them to gaze into our eyes and we want them to, to rub our hands softly and hold our hands as we cross the road and carry our bags and push the trolley and open the car door and do all of the things that means love for us. I'm describing things that means love for me. The things that means love for you might be different. But if we marry to people where love means something else from them and the stories that shape love for them mean something else and we're trying to come together to make a life, there's going to be lots of bumps on that journey. And if there are people who aren't prepared to change, who aren't prepared to understand what love is for me and be able to give it, there's going to be an issue there's going to be an issue. So as we wrap up this week and talk about stories that shape our view of love, I want you to think about what those are for you. And yesterday we talked about how you love yourself. Me on this mountain is one way for me love my, loving myself by walking and exercising. I absolutely love nature and being out in nature is the most, is the favorite thing for me to do. And my family has been exposed to that and they love it too. My husband and I have similar loves with nature. So I want you to think about what are those stories for you? What is it that shaped love for you? And if the, thing, if the stories that shaped love for you weren't positive stories, perhaps think about what are the things that you can do to begin to do that reframe and to start to put in action today the things that demonstrates free love for you and how you want others to view you and how you want others to love you. And maybe make a decision on the things that you'll never accept, that you'll never again allow in, that you'll never again compromise in, that there is no negotiation. This is what it should be. This is what I want. And this is what I deserve. And this is, I'm not settling for anything less than this. I hope that as you find that space, if there is anything that comes up for you when you're beginning to even investigate those stories, think about them. I, I get calls every day as I talk to people about the damage that was done to their younger selves in our childhood and what that means for us as adults. Sometimes your little inner child might need healing as you think about those stories and how perhaps damaging they were or negative they were and you want to frame something more positive but you can't do it on your own. You may, you may need a guide to help you in reframing your stories and writing stories that are more, with more, with putting in resourcing experiences, putting in positive experiences of love. Even if those are not ones that you've experienced, well, that those are ones that you would like. You want to put those stories in place so that you can change, moving forward, the stories that shape the view of love for yourself. So thank you for joining me on Stories That Shape Us. Today's a short story, 
But I hope you, as, as you reflect, that you'll find that space for yourself. Join me next week as I talk about stories that shape my view of self. I'll see you then. Take care.